Welcome to The Good Work, a podcast and video series that follows the event company, an event design company that specializes in corporate, nonprofit, and social events. Our passion lies in creating one-of-a-kind events that share the good work of organizations we are fortunate to collaborate with. Tune in for conversations with leaders of these great groups, our best advice for your next event, and some behind-the-scenes moments. Now, let us show you the good work. In today's episode of The Good Work, the team at the event company will be discussing one of our favorite aspects of events, tablescapes. A well-designed table is crucial to the feel and experience of the event for guests, and we are here to provide our advice. From floral to chargers and even program placement, it's all on the table today. Please welcome to today's podcast, Addie, Callie, and Sarah. Welcome to this week's podcast. It's time to put it all on the table. All on the table today. It's all there. Sounds like we're playing a card game. All on the table, right? Yeah. Show me your cards. Oh. On the table. <laughs> so I don't have a very good poker face. So. <laughs> you would not be. No. We are talking about all things tablescape today. Things that go on tables. How to make your event as spectacular as it can be at the table. There's so many different ways to design and decorate and to make your table look fabulous or it could look super frumpy, right? When you have so much stuff on there. Yeah. Or you cannot it's bare. see the table. So I want um, us to kind of share with viewers and listeners about some of our best advice for how we make tables look fabulous. Because sometimes we always have the best intentions, not just us, but sometimes our clients do as well, on what a tablescape should look like. Um, but sometimes it does not work out in reality. But why don't we talk about what a tablescape is first, Right. Because yeah. tablescape, I don't know if you ever have typed out that word in any email or Word document. It's not a real word. Mm-hmm. It always right? has a little squiggle. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a real word that Webster does not recognize. Huh. Yeah. What's, a table, what's a tablescape, Callie? To me, a tablescape is all that you place on the table from florals to programs to any other details at all. It's everything that is. Because it is a design, in a sense, yeah. of a table of how it's going to look. So, Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, for me, I think it's the same thing. Making a table design a landscape, really. It's your, it's, it's kind of your canvas to do with whatever you want. Exactly. Whether you do put charger plates down, which are the plates that go underneath the plates, the decorative pieces, whether you put a runner down. Yeah, it's really your own landscape of how you want to design the table. But to us, I think that's what a tablescape is. We sometimes say those words, and I think people are like, what is a tablescape? And obviously, Webster doesn't know either. No, he doesn't. So thanks so, for defining yes, the tablescape. Yes, of course. We can transcribe that, and I can send it to him <laughs> if you would like. <laughs> so tablescapes can, like you just said, Callie, can encompass a lot of different things, from floral to programs, whether it's a social event where you're, maybe it's a retirement party, right? Mm-hmm. We kind of need to know who we're celebrating, why we're all there. Sometimes tablescapes have party favors on them. Sometimes they have candles. We've done a lot of different tablescapes. Mm-hmm. What have been some of your best or most favorite tablescapes over the last year and a half? Mm. I really t- love the tablescapes that have all the greenery with the candles. Oh, yeah. It's just so yeah. romantic, and I just love that. Which, but I also love when we do, like, big pops of floral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, sprinkled with some votive candles. It always ties together. Yeah, everything. you had a big event this summer that was exactly what you just described with... 
boxwood and huge peonies like peonies i've never i've never seen them that big before. so why are tablescapes important then i mean we know what you like to put on them but why are they important for events it is the first thing that people kind of see when they walk in because they will get an overall mm-hmm. shot of the room so if you're tables are uniform and they'll, they'll see that right away but also that's where the guests spend a majority of their time at the event yeah you're right yeah, you know right. if you have a program like a fundraiser you're going to be sitting at that table for an hour or more and that's what people are going to look at sometimes four hours sometimes more yeah <laughs> we've had events yeah. that have gone off the track so <laughs> that's the one place of where you also as an organization or company can place um i think your logo your branding and get that experience to your guest in right. the best way possible as well so yeah, I think from a different standpoint, um, tablescape, I'm a very visual person. So yeah. if I can see everything that's going to be on the table, I need to know that I need four candles at this table. And it gives me a good overview of everything that I need. And sometimes the best way to do that is to put it into a spreadsheet. So if I have 40 tables, I know that I need this many of the centerpiece and this many of another centerpiece. You are yeah. so detailed. I love that part of it. We just wrapped up an event in October where or November, sorry, the beginning of November, where you did that same thing. Yeah. Do you want to walk us through that process of what that looked like? Because you didn't just know that you needed this many candles. What do you what do you do to get to that end product? Like, what was the process? Because you built them right mm-hmm. first. So, walk us through those. Because you did a whole thing with photos and pictures and spreadsheets yeah. and and for events that size, you almost need to. So, tell us a little bit about how you did that or how people can do those things. Yeah, so what we do a lot is use our inventory and we take like an overview picture of what the table is going to look like. So then from there, we know that this table has uh, five candles and two little floral pieces. So then from there, we know that we need, when we give our order to the florist, that we need this many flowers or candles or whatever it might be. Um, And then so we calculate that and Mm -hmm. we figure out how many tables we need for the event and kind of go from there and build it. Yeah, it's a lot of work, especially if you're using your own inventory. So for those of you that are um, just doing dinner parties or something at your house, take a peek to see how many actual candles that you have. Or if you have napkins that you want to put out, real napkins, right? Which are so fun. It's always nice to have a stockpile of real linen napkins at home and fun ones too, for that matter. But taking kind of that inventory of what it would look like and do a fake kind of a dummy design, right? A run through, really, Mm -hmm. and take a photo of it. You guys do a great job of taking photos of it so anybody else could do it and duplicate it. And at a lot of these events, we've got a lot of volunteers who are like, ooh, we don't know what to do, or we've never done a tablescape before. So that picture really becomes their guide right? in that essence. And then you know that you need 55 gold votives, yeah. Votive holders, you know. Right. And you're not just making up some random number and hoping that you have everything. Right. And I think that's that spreadsheet's super important because you of all people, Sarah, especially sitting at this table, are an overpacker. <laughs> yeah. So for yes. us that well, maybe getting up there in age, we don't have to lug thirteen totes around with candles that we don't use. Cal, yeah, right. am I right? Agreed, yes. I yeah. mean there's yeah, there's a lot of different ways uh of doing it, but that would be one. So good job. Thank you. Good job Thank at you. doing the spreadsheets. I still probably packed the extra candles. I know you did. I know you were going through it in the office a couple weeks ago and you're like, uh, can you just throw an extra case of votives just case. in case? And yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm very thorough. 
So our process of setting up tables and chime in and kind of join me in this, but our process of when we get to a venue, um, when we're setting up tables, really starts from the bare bones of just a linen on mm-hmm. the table. Some venues that we work with already place the napkins for us and some don't. It's always nice to work with your venue or maybe your catering staff as well to select the napkin fold. Um, there are literally, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say dozens and dozens and dozens of napkin folds out there. Some are not, not, not my favorite. Um, Some of them are where you have to watch YouTube videos and you have to starch the napkin. So it's all crunchy and it like stays up and fanful. Yeah, not my favorite. But there are easier ones, of course. So I don't want to scare you who's, you know, about how you're doing your linen napkins. But um, working with your venue to choose the right napkin fold, which is appropriate for your event, is super important. Sometimes those napkins, to be honest with you, we've done events where that serves as some of your decor and your color because they don't have extravagant budgets to be able to do great floral centerpieces or even pops of color on the table. So those napkins serve as that purpose, which is strange as it may sound, but it works. There's some events where we've done the napkin just laid out and it's square and that's the centerpiece and then or that's the middle part of your table mm-hmm. and then you do centerpieces on top of it but for the most part I say working with your venues on napkin folds yeah Yeah, I feel like the linens make a big difference yeah if you're in a very dark room if you can add some pop of color somehow it makes a world of difference and I am a big fan of bigger linens that cover your tables agreed wow floor length linens floor length or even middle yeah (laughs) I would love it if all the venues just did middle of the table linens Right. I think uh, a standard is 120. Right. That will go to the floor. Um, But a lot of venues in our market anyway, don't have, you know, even to the middle of the table. Um, So for us, I think paying that a little extra is always nice because it just it makes it look clean. Right. Mm -hmm. And also you talk about the linen colors. Huge. We have our linen book that we use and we take that into meetings and we kind of show them the different colors that we have. And it's always fun to be able to explore different textures and different feels and whatever it happens to look like. and So how do people know what's the right size linen for the table? Uh, working with your event planner would help you. <laughs> Good question. We have this trusty little guide that we utilize. It's just an online link, and I'll put um, the link in, into the comment section here. But it's so fun to be able to click on that to know if you have um, an eight-foot table, how big mm-hmm. you should get. Um, same thing with a six-foot banquet table uh, or even a five-foot round or a 72-inch round. There's so many different ways. And the site that we utilize, which is so nice, and you just kind of learn over the years, like a 132-inch linen works really well with a cocktail table. So the legs don't show. I think that's one of our biggest pet peeves is when legs show, right? Yes. Not our own. <laughs> but the tables, right? Like yeah. when you can see the legs of the tables. Nobody likes that. Yeah. Especially if you've got wonky tables and some are wood and some are plastic. They all have different legs. Yeah. And it just looks so mismatched. So I think uh, linens are super important to the whole look of the tablescape. But what do we do next? So you got the linens down. What's next then? Well, if there is a good table runner, that's usually the next step okay. but not all of our events have them right. so then it's kind of a what's some of your favorite runners sorry to interrupt you no it's okay um, do you like the cloth like i like the gold sequence ones oh yeah i, like those I do yeah. too so pretty yeah. yeah we talked about like the buffalo check ones we've done those are fun i love cheesecloth i'm really yeah. big into cheesecloth lately and the dyed cheesecloth yes. which is so incredibly expensive but it's so gorgeous like the gray colors of cheesecloth and 
Yeah, I even see, I even saw like a plum color once. Martha Stewart I, would be happy but, yeah. that we're using cheesecloth for decor. <laughs> right yeah. That's one of my favorites too, actually. Cheesecloth. So, yeah. I like the texturing. So you're doing cheesecloth with floral on top of it, like the layering piece of it. That's where people are like, gosh, how did they do that? And I can't do that at home. Well, you can. Because you can just figure out just different things and different textures to be able to pull into the mix to take or to make your and really kind of cheesecloth isn't super expensive. No. You can get it in these big rolls and do it all yeah. yourself, which right. is awesome. Right? Yeah, it's not going to work if you like go to your local Target or somewhere to get cheesecloth to make like real cheese at home. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's absolutely right. Like you have to buy the big that where it's like what thirty six inches long it's or huge, yeah. thirty inches long. And but, what's the site, Sarah? It is probably cheesecloth.com. Like- <laughs> For all you wondering, wondering what the website is. We're now sponsored by Cheesecloth. <laughs> but I like the the different textures. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Boxwood is my favorite runner yes. of all times. It's just so incredibly expensive. But what's next after the runner? So you've got the runner down. Then what do we do? Usually chargers. Yeah, the next usually thing. chargers would be next. What's mm-hmm. a charger plate? So that is the plate that you place below your plate that you're going to eat <laughs> off of. You don't eat off a charger plate, but it's, like, it's a decorative, decorative piece. piece. We had an event just recently um, where I don't know if you were around, but uh, one of the volunteers came up and he's like, this one's a little tarnished and this one's not going to work or whatever. And I didn't, I didn't mean it like in any disrespect at all, but I kind of said like, it's going to be covered up and no one's going to be eating off that mm-hmm. plate anyway. But I don't think people realize that. Yeah. They think it's like, this is their eating plate. But it adds that nice decorative element, yeah. which is so fun. And I love educating people. And like, it's, you know, now he knows. Yeah, exactly. What there's so many different charger plates out there, though. There's wood ones. There's gray washed ones. There's gold. There's silver. There's rose gold. Gold there's, rimmed ones. Yeah. There's so many charger plates out there. Yeah. Do you have a website a for that too, idea. Sarah? I do not. <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah, charger plates are awesome. They're not always needed. But then typically what goes on top of that charger plate is our salad, typically, Correct. unless you're doing a buffet, um, then there may be no dinner or salad plate there because the buffet line, the plates are usually right. there for you. But one thing that we've learned over the years, not every event will um, kind of heed our advice with this is we typically don't put the programs on top of the chargers pl- charger plates if there is a plated salad. Because guess what happens? The plate just goes right over the program. Yeah. So the guests mm-hmm. will never see it. And then they're like trying to weasel it out of there, yeah. you know, uh, when their salad is on there. And then pretty soon they have salad in their lap, you know, because they're trying yep. to get it all over. And so it can be kind of messy. But we do put the napkin on the charger, though. Yeah. Depending on the design, we can either yeah. put the napkin under, under the charger or over, or over. top. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've done it. Tons of different ways. And there's so many forks, too. You know, not all <laughs> events have salad forks or dessert forks or, yeah, there's so many different forks. And sometimes the dessert fork is above, mm-hmm. so you can't put the program above that. Um, yeah, there's so many different placements for tablescapes. Yeah, I feel it's, like that's the hardest part with tablescapes, depending on what you're having for your meal. Like, sometimes you'll have, like, a water glass and a coffee cup and yeah. a and dessert. So and, uh, yeah, you'll have... When we so do a lot of our that. outdoor events that when we're working with different chefs, you know, they sometimes will have placement for you've got your wine glass, right? Then you've got your water goblet. Then you've got your coffee cup. Then you've got your napkins and your all those things. And it is hard and it can crowd a table. I think one of my biggest things and takeaways from doing tablescapes over all these years is people underestimate what goes on those tables, right? They think that, 
oh, you can put a program on here and, oh, I forgot about this gift box and I have a pledge card and I have all these things. It's not all going to fit on there. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Right. Like it just gets to be too messy. And that's where I talk about you can go from fabulous to frumpy. Exactly. Because you can easily go frumpy. And when I say frumpy, it means like there's just so much going on. You cannot let your centerpieces shine. And it can be distracting too. Yes. If you have super. these super tall, elaborate yeah. centerpieces, people yeah. can't see. and Or even like just the confusion to have to go through of like, oh, is this my napkin? Is this my fork? Or is <laughs> yours you know like that's just like uncomfortable kind of and i don't know yeah we drew and i just had that at an event recently and i'm like is that my fork or your fork (laughs) i mean we know each other so we can say that but you're not going to talk to the lady next to you and be like exactly oh you just used my fork can i have that back (laughs) or your water glasses because sometimes there's so many different glasses and there's also other events where you've got a white glass for white wine uh, a red glass for your red wine plus your goblet plus your coffee saucer, all those things. And it gets to be a lot on the tables. But um, what else goes on a table? Well, a lot of our fundraisers, we have pledge cards. And yeah. so like one we recently just had, we did kind of have a lot on the tables. And the one I thought was going to be an important thing was the fact that um, that was the reason why we are at the event, is to fundraise. So I never wanted the pledge card to be lost on the table so right. that guests could not find it, locate it, or like it would get spilled on or it would go whatever because that was why we were there. So that's always, I think, an important placement or at least thought that I always have mm-hmm. when I am starting a table of like where can I place the pledge card or any other um, card for the event right. that's specific. So just as you want it to be seen. So. And I feel like the challenge with that is some venues will put like bread and butter and salads on the tables prior mm-hmm. to the guests getting there. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that those are not in the way. Yeah. Right. And then um, like where the watercrafts go on, those yeah. little, the little black things, you know, the water, yeah. the drip trays, yeah. you know, sometimes you've got those that you have to maneuver around and, and salt, salt and pepper, pepper. Sheets, mm-hmm. salt pepper shakers. <laughs> mm-hmm. There gets to be a lot on those tables and a lot too that we do for private events or public events like our fundraisers. You've got the table stanchions on there. So the table stanchions are what holds the table card in there. So it says Graham Kramer table two. So people know exactly where they're going and that can take up quite a bit of space. But what do we, what should never go on a tablescape? Is there anything that you can think of that should never or not make its way to a tablescape? I I didn't really think about that one. Well, I'll tell you, I learned something last November which both of you were at this event. Um, We had a guy from uh, the New York Yankees that was here, past player. And if you remember, one of those tablescapes caught fire. Does that sound familiar? Yes, it does. Yeah, because people were taking pieces of the centerpieces apart, flipped parts of it over onto a burning candle, and then stuff was catching fire. So is your tip just to not put things people want? Yes, or exactly. <laughs> At that same event, two years ago, people were eating the centerpieces, because they, which is good. Sometimes you have cake, right? Or mints or whatever. But we had peanuts in this event, in this centerpiece. And people were eating peanuts out of the centerpieces, which were not for guests at all. So yeah, I would say try to pick things. If it's an event that you're not supposed to be eating the centerpieces, try to be pretty mindful in those things. <laughs> I right. feel like candle placement is pretty important, too, yeah. because we've had events where the leaves will start to sizzle a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Smells a little bad. Yeah. And yeah. 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 That is important as well. Yeah, I remember that event vividly. And you're like, what is that smell? It does not smell like something illegal is happening. Like it did not smell good at all. (laughs) And it was eucalyptus burning. Yeah. It smelled so bad. 
Speaking of eucalyptus, we call it uke. Uke is one of my favorite runners to use on tablescapes. Yes, minus well. Outside of boxwood. Minus eucalyptus. Well. There's, euca- you're, there's seeded eucalyptus. There's spiral eucalyptus. There's other eucalyptus. And probably more that I'm not naming <laughs> off. But eucalyptus is always fun. I also like integrating in herbs into our tablescapes, yeah. which is always fun, like rosemary and just different types of or those. Pine. It makes oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. smell so good. Yeah. I think that makes a, a tablescape super fun, but... I loved one of our favorite ones this fall was um, we did succulents on some of the tables at the events yes. along with some uke mm-hmm. and stuff. So that was one of my favorites. What event was that? I totally forgot. Uh, How did I forget? Profile. Oh, gosh, yes. I love that event. So that one was kind of cool because yeah, we, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had um, a, like it was a two-day event. Yeah. And so we kept a lot of the same centerpieces, but right. we just added some accents, same like some gave some height and right. Just added some fun accents to them, and one of them was some succulents. So I would say don't stress out about what goes in that middle because the more you stress out about what goes on your tablescape, the more I think junky it's going to look because you're just trying to overcompensate for what's what's there. Um, plus, making sure that your tablescapes aren't too, too tall for people to see. Yeah. Like we don't want to have anything that's tall, so it's in our in our line of sight, right. you know, at the event itself either, because it makes it super difficult to see the people on stage or even your guest across the table. We've been to many events where they've taken them off the table simply mm-hmm. because it's too tall, and sometimes it's. I mean, we can guide our clients and saying what they should or shouldn't have, but sometimes they. It is what it is, and that's what they want. But realizing and making them understand that it's too tall because they cannot see the person next to you is important. But. Right, right. I also really love to like mix metals. Oh yeah, that's one of my other kind of favorite things that I have for tablescapes right now. Yeah, burning like very trendy. Yeah, bringing in outside elements. You're very hip. It is. I don't know if I'd go that far, but bringing in outside elements like we have those um, gold. And- we have those gold. I don't. We call them leaves. Oh, those things leafing, we, leafing, yeah. leafing stuff, yeah, stuff. stuff. Oh, gosh. We bought Hobby Lobby out of that stuff last Christmas. It's a Christmas piece, but we use it all year. Nobody would ever know that it's Christmas piece, but I love that stuff. And that's another important thing when you're doing tablescapes is to pick things that you can reuse over and over. We've used cake plates as different things down the center. Mm-hmm. We've used different um, florals and plants that you can just simply reuse over and over. I think people think that tablescapes have to be floral. Or there has to be floral in there. Yeah. Some of our most gorgeous events are all candles. Yeah, I would agree. You know, which yeah. is which is And we awesome. usually try to stick to about three centerpieces total. Oh, yeah. Good tip. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, because then you don't have a million things going on. So, so that also helps. Yeah. So, for example, say if we have 24 tables on an event, we'll do three different centerpieces, eight of each, yeah. just to give some variety to the room as well so they don't all look the same, yeah. but still with the same style and theme. Yeah. So that was a good point. Good thing to remember. Before we wrap up, I want to hear what your favorite tablescape that you've been a part of and doing has been so far. Uh, you go, Callie. Oh, my gosh. Putting me on the spot. I think I'm going to have to go with a profile. I was a little nervous because I'm not a huge like, orange fan. Yeah. But that one I don't know. So it came pretty. together. and it Unique. Was, it was different. They definitely had some kind of... Um, I want to say unique branding. I loved it, um, but definitely kind of more like the modern. So we did a lot of like clean lines, succulents white white and boxes. orange and yeah it was know. really I pretty loved it. yeah what about you sarah do you remember when we drove to rapid city last year with all that floral <laughs> yes. in our car yes i would say that was probably my favorite floral because it was okay. like maroons and they were in this beautiful gold oh gosh i, I don't even know what that's called big vase they, yeah big open vases they it were was awesome. so beautiful yeah 
What's That's yours? That's my favorite. I would have to say, um, as of just recently, because it's so hard to pick, but um, was the boxwood with the peonies in it this mm-hmm. summer for the Farm to Fork event. That floral was beyond beautiful. And it was yeah. because of the layers. I'm a layer person. Like I've layered tables. I've done different tablescapes with a scarf before as the base. Right. You know, it's just kind of picking out those different layers. But we started with cheesecloth and then we integrated boxwood and then we had some eucalyptus in there and then we uh, poked to different peonies in there as well. So it was all those different elements, I think, that just made it gorgeous. So that'd be my favorite. Yeah. That one was really pretty. It was. It well, was. I can't wait to see what you girls dream up next for tablescapes. <laughs> Mixed metals or peonies, or maybe we'll do it in Rapid City again. We'll see what see happens. What we come up with. Yeah. Thanks for today, girls. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of The Good Work. We hope you enjoyed hearing all about tablescapes. Tune in next week as we introduce you to our friend Elizabeth Gotham to discuss how meditation can be beneficial for your work and personal life. Don't forget to subscribe to The Good Work on YouTube and iTunes and follow the event company on social media to stay up to date on the good work we are part of each day.